What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro. And I'm Savannah. All right, so today's topic. Yes, <laughs> just what I think. Like, I always wonder if I will ever have things to run out of on this podcast because like, we were planning a completely different episode to record today, but men are just a gift that just keep on giving content to this podcast because I woke up to a scandal that was erupting surrounding Jonah Hill and his ex-girlfriend Sarah Brady who has openly accused him of emotional and narcissistic abuse and what I found the most interesting about this entire thing obviously I hope that Sarah is okay coming forward about this is believe it or not is not easy especially if you're a woman, because you just get attacked left, right and centre from both men and women. But what I found most interesting about the discourse, which I witnessed on Twitter, was the reactions from men in particular. So for those who aren't familiar, Sarah and Jonah dated quite a while ago. And what was interesting to note was their age gap. She was about 24 and he was in his mid-30s when they dated, which to me is already a red flag. Let's start there, right? Like, that's already a red flag. This is why we're pretty much against age gaps, especially if one of the parties is under 25. I mean, when you're both over 30, or at least like in your late 20s, early 30s, then it's a little bit less of an issue. Like it, it basically anybody who tries to date you when you're under 25, especially if they're over 30 is a massive, massive red flag. I would even say like, if you're under 23, I wouldn't go more than three to four years older than you at that point, because every guy who's in his 30s that wants to date women in their early to mid 20s, it's because of this exact dynamic, because they know that women this age are less likely to assert their boundaries. And I think a lot of their emotional abuse and control issues are normal. So yeah, so already like, he's way too old for her. Yeah seems like about they're just in different places like you know Rose said in terms of life experience as well he's quite established in Hollywood has quite a successful career it seems like Sarah is just starting out herself in her career yeah and he's bad built and ugly so (laughs) every picture of Jonah Hill looks like he's been left out in the sun to bake into a leathery scrody like greasy mess I almost can't describe what he looks like He looks like a shaved, oiled down, sickly bear is the best way I could describe how he looks recently. (laughs) The worst. I do think though with Jonah Hill, it seemed like he was perhaps a guy who didn't get a lot of attention growing up because he went through like a glow up phase where he lost like a shed load of weight. And a few years back, he wrote an open letter to the media saying, please don't comment on my looks or my weight because it's not helping my mental health and all that you know jazz so i do think like he was one of those guys who just got overlooked he lost a bunch of weight and then looks like he gained it all back i haven't seen him recently i don't really follow jonah hill as a celebrity i don't really follow any celebrities in general but particularly him so i'm not really sure what he looks like now but yeah he did get quite slim at one point i know that and he seems a bit bigger now so he came onto the scene as part of a movie called super bad some years ago and in that movie he was 
the whole character arc is like he's this kind of big overweight guy that's like dying to talk to girls and that movie itself is pretty problematic and i think through a 2023 critical lens of the movie it's really date rapey because it's basically about these two guys trying to get this girl they have a crush on drunk so they have a chance to hook up with her which is extra problematic and normalizes things like date rape so he came into hollywood or at least his first big hollywood vehicle was a south rogan movie where he's basically a borderline date rapist and then all the characters he plays after that are kind of like lovable sleazebags i suppose or at least they're supposed to be like sympathetic sleazebags. So you had his role in The Wolf of Wall Street. He also had a cameo in Django Unchained. Ooh, I'm trying to remember. Who was he in Django? I'm not sure if you've watched the film, but you know the scene where they wanted to ambush Django and his owner, Dr. Schultz, and they were riding out as a KKK. It was like an uncredited cameo, I think. But yeah, he's in that scene. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, but they were like, I can't see fucking shit out of this thing. Like, that scene. (laughs) Yeah, every picture of him, he just looks like a lost, bewildered grizzly bear. And he gives off pussy scavenger vibes as well, like... Dude, oh, yes! Pussy scavenger vibes. Maybe if that was because, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, that was his sort of character when he was following around Jordan Belfort, um, like Leonardo DiCaprio's character. But yeah, he just gave off pussy scavenger yeah, that character in The Wolf of Wall Street is a perfect example of a pussy scavenger. Pussy scavenger. <laughs> pussy scavenger. Pussy scavenger energy, my dude. Just the worst type of guys. Like their energy is just so repulsive. And they know it. They know they're like viscerally repulsive to women, That's which is why they have to do like the pussy scavenge tactic. <laughs> so Sarah posted screenshots from their conversation on her Instagram story. And... The first screenshot is basically him asking her, uh, Sarah is an athlete and a surfer by trade. Seems like she teaches people how to surf and obviously people who surf, they tend to be in bikinis, which is par for the course, I guess, for that sort of profession. Yeah, she's a surfer. That's what makes this entire thing bizarre, right? It's like, it's not, that's her profession. So how are you going to tell her like she can't pose in bikinis? And he knew that when they first started dating because she also shared a screenshot of him liking or like loving a picture on her Instagram where, you know, she was in a bikini and her butt was to the camera. So he sort of knew what her Instagram was all about. And so he basically tells her to remove the videos of her in a bikini. And she sort of, you know, pushes back on it a bit when she says, but, you know, one of the videos you're asking me to remove is like my best surfing video. And she tries to placate him by saying, you know, would you feel better if the cover frame was different? I'm guessing it was too provocative for his liking. And he said, you know, yeah, um, I don't basically want, you know, your ass in the thong as the cover frame. So there's that. And she then shares a screenshot. There's basically a laundry list, which of things that he tries to frame as his boundaries, but this is the beginning or elements of coercive control. And Sarah makes it very clear that Jonah used his time in therapy to basically manipulate her into doing what he wanted under the guise of having boundaries when really this is just control. So he says, plain and simple, if you need to be surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men to model to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, to have friendships with women who were in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, then I'm not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic relationship. 
let's address the weasel words here. Like that's the control you expect to have on another person. A boundary is something, is a line you draw for how people treat you. Let's be clear about that. So I don't like the projection of behaviors he wishes his partner would display as a discussion of like what his boundaries are. No, your boundaries are how you want to be treated by someone. Someone else's boundaries is how they want to be treated by you, right? So basically, this entire like rant is him saying like, okay, you can't do any of these things if you're going to be together with me. But it's like, that was already who she more or less was before they got together. It was like a nebulous discussion about what inappropriate friendships with men is, right? And like, it's outrageous to be like, oh, you can't surf with men when you're a surf instructor. That's your entire bread and butter. And that you can't post any like pictures of yourself in a bathing suit online. Like that's fully crazy. This is what I'm saying. You can't give ugly dudes pussy. They can't handle it. And I don't mean that to be funny. I mean that like in a genuine way. And I'm not saying like, okay, that there's not any place to have like some limits on how you behave with other people if you're in a relationship. It's not like she's just like an Instagram model, even though I would support her if she was just a model and just wanted to take sexy pictures because that's more or less like how a lot of them get booked for jobs is they take like pictures in various scenarios. But she is like a a surf instructor. So she's got to actually get clients, right? Like she's actually got to get people that want to work with her. And also just imagine if she had said to him, you know, if you need to act in a film with a woman or act in a scene with a woman, I don't want a relationship with you. Like people would be saying that that is unreasonable and controlling and they would be right because that is his profession. So for him to even say surfing with men full stop is just wild and unacceptable. I basically read the whole text out and I basically got to the point where he said, I'm not the right partner for you. He continues in this text, like, my bond is with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. I'm like, what trust? I'm trying to think of like where there would have been, if there was something that she was doing that was actually a pretty disrespectful thing to him in particular that was outside of the norms of her job or who she was before they got in the relationship, it's definitely not illustrated here in any type of way. Meaning like, it doesn't even say that she was like flirting with some guy. He just already has this like paranoid I think he's just projecting his insecurities onto her, right? He's projecting onto her. Yeah, exactly. Because it would make more sense if he was like, because you've done X in the past. I mean, bearing in mind they are screenshots, so maybe she didn't reveal all of them. But from what is revealed, which is what will go off, he didn't make any sort of allegation that she'd done something untoward. He's just saying that this is all about my feelings. You would respect that. If you want to be with me, this is how it's going to be sort of thing. And again, if that couples with the fact that Jonah Hill, he's probably not only a pussy scavenger and Wolf of Wall Street, but he seems to be the sort of guy that just didn't get either any female attention or the female attention that he thought he deserved growing up and probably as an adult because of the way he looks, you know, that sort of tracks in my mind. Yeah, he's insecure. And again, there's nothing here that suggests that she was doing anything inappropriate in that like he doesn't have any like specific examples, etc. And then furthermore, she goes on to show other direct messages that she got from him before they started dating of him like DMing her hearts and stuff of her surfing videos, right? So she has a bunch of videos of her surfing. And like, he's like all thirsty in her DMs about it. And what's funny about that is like, why do a 180 once you get with a woman and be like, you can't be who you are. It's just another example of a type of course of control that a lot of men exercise that like, they like who you are, they want to be with you when you're a certain way, and then instantly want to control you to bring you down to be someone you're not actually because they feel both attracted to and threatened by who you are. And I'm like, if you can't handle a baddie, don't date a baddie. Like, you're not her status, man. Like, that's what it is. And you know what's also quite galling? 
I really hate when men date substantially younger women, but I have a different level of contempt for men who will date, you know, women who are much younger than them and then complain that they are immature or that they're not acting a certain way or older than their years. So we'll get to that part, but just like I'm looking at her at her Instagram right now, like there is nothing that's overtly sexual about her pictures, right? Like she has like maybe one or two that look kind of like thirst traps, but the vast majority of her pictures, she's wearing a wetsuit, a one piece. She has like a two piece and some, but they're not like string bikinis. It's just like, it's literally like surfing gear, right? It's not overtly sexual. It's not like the, oh, I'm going to pretend like I'm innocently putting my ass up to the camera. It's nothing like that. I mean, it's, it's very clear, like, like she takes her profession seriously. And this is like a thing that she loves to do. So it just seems pretty insane to me that he's acting like this. Like there's not even a reason for, I think from looking at her Instagram to believe that this is just like her necessarily like a thirst trapping or attention seeking on purpose, right? Which means it's just like a figment of his full on paranoid imagination. And even if she was thirst trapping and attention seeking on purpose, that's still her Instagram page. Like that's who she is. So cry more, right? Like men just, they want these women, but they don't want the competition. A hundred percent. And I feel like he is again projecting because notice how, as you mentioned before, you know, I guess either during their relationship or before they got together, he liked the very same pictures or the very same kind of picture he's now telling her to take down because it's too sexual. And it's not. That's what's wild about it. Like, it's literally her on a bunch of boards. Yeah. (laughs) It's literally not. So that just goes to show probably how porn sick he is. And, you know, make no mistake about it. There's guys, for example, like who are fitness instructors and all they do is like post thirst traps of themselves on Instagram in order to get more clients. And nobody really like goes in on men for being attractive on the internet or trying to do, right? Like no one thinks like, oh, this is so disrespectful of your relationship. It's wild to me. Like women just existing in our bodies, if you're attractive in any way is offensive to men, but you don't really see the opposite. People would call a woman crazy if she told a guy, don't put shirtless pictures of it online, like especially a guy who's a fitness instructor or like a swim instructor or something who works out a lot, obviously. And then be like, oh, we're in a relationship. So you can't put uh, pictures of you shirtless online. They'd be like, oh, you're fucking insane. Like I'm at the beach. Why wouldn't I have my shirt off? Or I'm a swim instructor or I'm a fitness. I'm a personal trainer. Of course, like I need to show off the fact that I'm fit, right? So it's just kind of insane because you would just never see the reverse or any or society tolerate the reverse. And if we were to tell men who were in relationships to suddenly and who had jobs that were based on their body or their fitness to be like, oh, you have to actually cover up. Otherwise, it's disrespectful. And also make no mistake about it as well. Like you don't have to be in a bikini before a man will sexualize you. Like I'm quite a busty woman. And even when I've worn dresses from my neck down to my knees, like a guy will still sexualize you. And this is a male problem. It's not like I'm, you know, dressing provocatively. It isn't about the bikini is basically what I'm trying to say. It's just about control because I'm sure if she was dressed in the wetsuit, he would have had a problem with that as well. Yeah, you can't do nothing about them to go, baby. It's not your fault. That's just the unfortunate reality of having certain developed assets, right? I mean, it's just such a minefield. And I know we were going to do this on the Patreon in one of our career series about like dressing for work. It is such a minefield if you're a woman and you have any type of... I don't know how to say it because it's like, but any type of like large asset, I suppose, like large breasts, large behind, anything that people would consider sexual, which is really, really out of your control, (laughs) unless you went and got a BBL or breast implants or something. But for most women, 
the size of their breasts, the size of their ass, that's out of their control, right? But people treat those women, even if they're wearing the same things as other women, like it's their fault. And, and so especially men who feel like, oh, well, you're a problem for looking like that. And pretty much every year, some teacher or nurse goes viral because like she's stacked and everyone's like, is it appropriate for her to be wearing this to work? And they just have on regular scrubs or a jeans and a t-shirt. And it's just like, <laughs> what else is she supposed to wear? Like she has like gigantic boobs. Isn't like we can like just like detach or like take off our boobs and leave them at home when we go to work, even though that would be nice. Put your titties in a case for safekeeping. Yeah, it's just, ugh. I'd throw my titties in the back of the closet and pick them up after work. <laughs> it would make getting dressed for work so much less of a mindful. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is like, this isn't about the bikini at all. It's just about his control. And what was also, I guess, interesting about this discourse for me but not surprising, is the number of men who agreed that he's allowed to have these standards. Bearing in mind the same men who are, you know, screeching that he has a right to demand these very unreasonable expectations from his much younger girlfriend, these are the same men that will call women crazy for not wanting to date a guy who's a porn addict or expecting, you know, their partner to not watch porn or to not check out other women. These women are going to be gaslit and told, oh, but it's normal for your partner to fantasize. Doesn't mean that he doesn't love you, but he still comes home to you, still sleeps with you. It's normal to have fantasies. But when Jonah Hill is basically telling his girlfriend, you know, what to wear, who she can hang out with and demanding that she curate her Instagram, even though there's nothing wrong with it, that's all okay. That's just him setting boundaries. Yeah. And there's a picture here of her and she's wearing like a white skirt and a top and there's like a tiny bit of side boob, I suppose. And then she uploaded it and said, reviving a pic I took down by request of a misogynist narcissist. Like This is before it was like revealed that she was talking about Jonah Hill. But yeah, the picture is like super normal, man. Like, So if he's freaking out about this, like I said, don't date attractive women. I think this is the thing with guys like this. She's much younger than him. He's not that attractive. She's probably out of his league and he knows it. What they do is they try to get with women like this and like neg their self-esteem down to a small little minuscule little pee so that they're just basically a complete shell of their formal self to make sure that they can keep them under their control. And it's just a really ugly thing that a lot of men do. Ugly men do this. Attractive men do this too. But it's an ugly thing that a lot of men do in order to keep women under their control. I remember when Raven did an interview and she said SK did the same thing to her. So obviously SK is all about her makeup. She's an Insta baddie. Right! Medium ugly SK. Ugh, I don't even think like medium, I think even like medium ugly is generous, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, Raven said that he used to neg her, used to neg her makeup, what she wore, basically telling her, oh, you wear too much makeup, stop doing it. And bless her, she even said that really affected her self-esteem. Because the way these guys do it is that, just like Jonah Hill, they dress it up. You know, there's one of two ways they'll dress it up. They'll either dress it up in a therapy speak. So what Jonah Hill did was basically weaponized, you know, therapy speak, such as having boundaries. And several therapists on Twitter have come out and said that this is not what a boundary is. And this is not what a boundary is supposed to do. Or they will dress it up as almost like a faux concern. And pin in that, because we have to get back to the therapy portion that what the therapist told Sarah, that she went, Sarah went to couples therapy with Jonah Hill. Oh, I didn't know this. I did not know this. Oh my God. These are the craziest things ever. This is actually pretty juicy. So 
apparently her and Jonah went to couples therapy and Sarah posts an Instagram story where she shows the text message that she sends to a friend about what the couples therapist said. And she says she, quote, being our couples therapist at the time. And then the screenshot says, uh, she, the therapist, had me agree to paddle away from any man that approached me in the water. No matter his age, I was instructed to say, I'm going to go talk to my boyfriend and then paddle away. What? And then her friend responds, like, that makes me want to go stab someone. Wow, who is this therapist? What? She was like enabling his possessiveness, isolation, and jealousness. Wow, 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 wow. And then Sarah was like, yes. And then her friend's like, that must have made you feel crazy having a licensed professional tell you not to talk to other men to keep your boyfriend from not acting like a fucking baby. Next, she instructed us to come up with a safe word for when Jonah was yelling at me. And (laughs) it was pineapple. So this is so fucking wild. So whenever she was surfing somewhere and a guy came up to her, she was supposed to paddle away right away and yell pineapple as a safe word. I'm like, that's fucking insane. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. So she had to basically paddle away from men if they came up to her. Oh, for sure. Any guy that talked to her, she had to like legit do an about face. Coercive control. That's what that is. That's jealousy, isolation. Listen, I'm not saying, you know, if you're in a relationship, you should sit there and like take that guy's number and be hanging all over him. But if if somebody just talks to you, I mean, I feel like your partner trusts you and you in your ability to compose yourself and handle yourself with the opposite sex or they don't. It was so wild is like reading these texts and feeling like somewhat triggered. And this is why we've talked about how therapy can a lot of times a lot of therapists have like their own ideological bend and they can be really indoctrinated into certain types of cultural values specifically misogyny specifically patriarchy but this kind of conversation is so very similar to the type of marital advice i would hear in like christian circles and relationship circles where it's just always constant projection and bullying of the woman to thwart whatever type of paranoid angry controlling possesses the jealousy the guy has in the relationship and it's just shit and it's like when i I look back at a lot of my relationships that I had, oof, especially actually, yeah, around her age, like around like 24, 25, it was so similar in that everybody makes you feel that you existing as a young woman is a problem. And because they feel like the men have the right to just control who you are and what you're doing and everything you do, they have a right to nitpick as because you're their girl, right? And it's just like, it's often the type of thing that's just supported by an entire community. And this is why guys get away with this kind of thing. And this is why there's so many therapists, at least there used to be anyways, that would just support this kind of nonsense and gaslight women into taking, having to like be a shell of their former selves is the best way I can describe it, or try to really dim their light or not be who they are, not do things they enjoy, not, you know, exist in the world as a human being, not do a job like this, because it's going to be threatening to the man, right? We teach girls to shrink themselves, like as uh, Chimimanda added, Chimimanda Egozina Adichi said that, that we teach girls to shrink themselves so that they don't threaten the men and that they should pursue marriage or the approval of men first and foremost. And this is how this kind of thing starts, right? Like she's out there, she's building her surf business and she's clearly good at it enough to attract a person like Jonah Hill, who's I guess a a celebrity, probably one of perhaps many in her DMs. And she's doing a sport, right? Like this isn't just like a person who's doing porn, like OnlyFans or anything like like that. Um, And she's doing a sport that she loves that requires her to be in the water, that requires her to wear bikinis, et cetera. And then here comes some scrote who comes along and is like, you need to dress this way and you can't look this way. You can't talk to men. You can't do this. And feels like he has a lot of support behind him and a lot of entitlement to forcing her to try to be less than who she is so he can feel more comfortable in the relationship. And I'm like, if she's not for you, then 
she's not for you. You can't go into someone else and be like, be totally different from who you are in order to be in a relationship with me. And this is also a classic example of why any therapist worth their salt, they wouldn't recommend going to therapy with somebody like Jonah Hill or somebody who is abusive or somebody who is controlling. Because, you know, as Rose said, like therapists, they're not superhuman. They are also human. And what usually ends up happening is that the abusive partner will end up manipulating the therapist to basically validate their position, even though that position is abusive. And this attitude from Jonah Hill is actually really common. I know in the Nollywood industry, which is, um, I've talked about before, which is basically Nigerian Hollywood, there are so many actresses who were basically like Jonah Hilled out of acting because their husband didn't like it. And so they left the profession for several years. The relationship failed anyway, and they tried to come back. But by then the ship had sailed. And ultimately, you know, Jonah Hill was probably smart enough to know that if he, you know, if Sarah adheres to these boundaries, that will massively affect her career. And I would say to any woman, if a guy is trying to jeopardize your career trajectory or like all your education, basically making you choose between the two, always pick your career. Because the right guy... He wouldn't ask you... He wouldn't ask you to do it and he wouldn't impose boundaries in quotation marks that will jeopardize your earning potential and your career. Even if, let's say, you know, Sarah was a sex worker, right? As I said on my Twitter account, you know, if he didn't want to date a woman who was surfing with guys, if he didn't want to date a woman who was posting bikini pictures online, if that was truly a boundary for him, he wouldn't have dated her in the first place. Because like, personally, I would never date somebody who's a smoker, right? It's just like me getting into a relationship with a smoker and then saying, yeah, so if you want to be with me, if you want to be my love, you have to quit smoking. Like, that's nonsensical and that's stupid. If something is truly important to you when it comes to partner selection, then you factor that in when you decide to get into a relationship with a person. It's so painful because you think of all the women who gave up their dreams, gave up the things that they wanted in life for men who are not worth it. I'm sure they're sitting around kicking themselves and leaving themselves a bitter taste in their mouth. And when I look back on my life, I really could have easily been that, right? Because again, grew up very, very religious where all of the focus from all of my family and even the guys' families I dated was like, oh, you need to look and be a certain way to be a good wife. And anything I wanted to do for myself was like thought of as a secondary, trite, unimportant, that I was asking for too much, that who I am was like just too much for any guy to be with or something like that. Like it's always about like making you feel small and like dependent and it's trash. It's just trash behavior. Like for what, right? Like for the the benefit of like being with some guy who's mediocre and probably beneath you. There's just, just like this altar of male worship that just legit pisses me off. But it starts with guys like Jonah. It's Jonah Hill with this entire attitude that, oh, however a woman is when you meet her, it's your job to basically like mold her into someone she's not so she can be a good wife to you. And that's why these guys love age gaps because a woman who is in that tender age where you're still kind of figuring yourself out and trying to figure out who you want to be in the world is really, really vulnerable to that kind of abuse. Unless she has like a good support system behind her. Yes, exactly. I don't know. This like every text I read like pisses me off and triggers me more. So, okay, here's where he turns into like this total nice guy narc, right? So Jonas, <laughs> what a fucking loser. So Jonah Hill texts Sarah. This is a screenshot of a text message that Sarah sent to Jonah and then his response. So Sarah in the Instagram story caption says, it's icky to see how I took all the blame for him. 
And she writes to him, I'm sorry I said that. I just had a couple of beers and I'm just upset feeling like we can't do surf social things without an uncomfortable situation arising that usually feels like my fault somehow. I feel like you pull away and then the feeling of being defective creeps in. I think I'm not socially intelligent enough to meet your needs as a partner. And then I get frustrated and angry at myself and just want you to rip the bandaid off if I'm not good enough for you. In moments of conflict, my brain thinks you want to dump me because I'm not good enough for you and you're the goat and you can do better and you will immediately once you end things with me. Uh, And then Jonah says, you're right, we can't do surf things or develop trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship. Man, I'm so triggered reading this shit because I'm like... (laughs) I've written stuff like this to exes, by the way, like taking the blame for when they flip the fuck out for no fucking reason. Do you know what it is? Okay, the penny has finally dropped, right? So what is it about surfing? But like, it's finally clicked. I can't even think of this before. But why is he so anti-surfing in general? It's because, generally speaking, guys who surf are attractive. Jonah Hill knows that he's not. There we go. (laughs) Dingy ding! Exactly. He's not built like a surfer. He's not going to be able to compete with surfer bods. Like, get the fuck out of here. That is why. That is absolutely 100% why. Because I'm sure, like, if the surfing guys look like Reddit mods, excluding us, of course. (laughs) I don't know about y'all, but I'm a baddie, so. (laughs) I can't speak for the other Reddit mods. But if they look like Reddit mods, I don't imagine he would have a problem with her surf. But if you look at your average surfer, I mean, there's not many surfing towns in the UK. But when I've seen surfers, especially male surfers, they've always been pretty conventionally attractive, at least. Like, you know, fit body, generally, you know, clearly athletic, in shape. And that's what's bothering him. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, he on some level... Well, let me continue these text messages and then I think it'll keep shedding the light of what exactly what you're saying. So... You're right. We can't do surf social things or develop that trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship. I've been as vulnerable as possible. And I'm telling you, I'm needing you to step up to the plate, which you can. I'm sure of it. But these losers don't get your time if you want me straight up. It's consideration. I respect your love of surfing, but I respect myself as well. And your love of surfing and being those situations and lack of awareness are not mutually exclusive. This isn't me. I have my own issues that I own. If you want marriage and family, you can't use the 25 card. Step up and cut the shit. These people don't get your time or your kindness or sacrifice of mine. Take some accountability and operate with respect. It's that simple. Because I'm tired of your attitude towards surf culture that contest and that place because I deserve respect, period. I have been more than patient and then shit like this is still here. Fuck that contest, fuck that place and fuck not respecting me always in every situation within surf culture and you don't get it and you don't get me. It's hurtful and unacceptable to me. Get it? I don't know if you get it or care or give a shit that more than me even after Dr. Stern has said it loud and clear. And they said Dr. Stern was the couples therapist they went to. What the fuck? Like, (laughs) I mean, fuck that contest, fuck that place and yeah, what are you talking about? That's her entire job. This is so abusive and crazy. Yeah, 100%. And like I've said before, like, you know, guys can literally, I don't really like talking about leaks. I don't really believe them, but I can't think of a better word right now, especially when they perceive their girlfriend to be out of their league. They will literally construct a narrative from like literally anything. I've said this before on the podcast, but I remember when I was with my ex and I said in passing that a male flatmate was my favorite flatmate because he used to make me laugh. It wasn't like anything sexual or anything like that. We literally used to just have banter in our shared kitchen because we shared a flat. And I remember my ex basically, like straight up, just basically said, I don't need to mention his name ever again in front of me. I just felt like I'd gone to North Korea. And this was literally just me saying, 
I really like this guy because he made me laugh and I shared a joke and he just didn't like that at all. And so I don't know what he thought in his head was going on, but I'm guessing that basically seeing like the Jonah Hill stuff play out, it sort of took me back to that time and just the way men will just construct a narrative about, you know, their girlfriend and another man is just wild. And they say that women like to put two and two together and make a hundred, but I find that men do that a lot more. And I think it's partly because they project their own ways of being onto other men. So for example, my ex, if he thought a girl was having banter with him, he would probably think that, oh, she wants to sleep with me. You know, so automatically he made that association between, oh, Savannah's having banter with this guy. So therefore he must want to sleep with her sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? That could be true. But at the same time, you have to have faith in your partner. Meaning like, I'm not saying that a person is wrong to ever feel jealous over their partner because it's very much a natural human emotion. If you're invested in someone and you love them, if you see someone who you think might be sexual competition to just like feel a little bit threatened or whatever, but how you handle that says everything about you, right? It's, I don't think it's realistic to ever say, oh, you can't ever talk to anybody. And if you find yourself triggered over your significant other talking to most people, it's like either they're untrustworthy or you're controlling, right? And I feel like in this particular instance, there's no evidence that it was anything other than her interacting with her colleagues in a completely normal and healthy way, right? Like there's not any specifics here. It's just him being like, literally paddle away when a man talks to you. Are you out of your mind, right? This is not like, oh, he was touching you, right? That's crazy. Like, it's not like he was saying, oh, this guy was flirting with you. He was touching with you. He was like doing anything. And so what it comes across to me as is like, she's just living her life. She has friends. Some of them are her colleagues in the surf world. He feels threatened by said guys and then starts berating her and going in on her about her behavior because of how he feels. But how he feels is on him and how he reacts to how he feels is, is on him, right? Again, if there was some kind of real reason, and even so, let's say like she straight up cheated on him with like five guys then break up with her, man. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of just like staying in this relationship and then trying to bully this girl into like not being who she's shown you she is? There's no evidence she did anything like that. In fact, it looks like she took way, way more responsibility for his crappy behavior than she should have. And that more or less, she's probably just interacting like normal and that he's panicking because he knows he's on some level, he's not as attractive as the other people that are more likely in her surf circle. But once again, like he's the one that came on to her. He's the one that's much older than her. And he's just trying to bully her to be the woman that he feels like he can control. And so this whole exchange of him like berating her and her being like, I don't even know what set you off. Like if you're in a relationship like that, just bounce. Because I've unfortunately been in this situation myself and there's nothing you can do to solve a person who's that insecure. You can't. Because all they're going to do is just increase their coercive control and their negging. And I think the more you comply with their demands, because I feel like initially Sarah clearly complied because she thought it might keep the peace. But if you comply, then you're justifying their control and it will only escalate into something even more unreasonable because part of the thrill for these men, I say thrill, is that they want to basically mold a woman who isn't what they want into something that they do want, which is why he didn't date a woman who wasn't a surfer or a woman who wasn't a model or a woman who didn't post pictures of herself in a bikini online because he could have easily done that. There's a reason why they go for, you know, certain types of women and then try to break them down and to mold them into something that they're not. And that's part of the control element for them. 
Yeah. Relationships like that, especially if you have a few of them, like it just makes you feel crazy, right? Because you don't know why this person is just being mean to you, right? That like you care about and especially if you care about that person, you don't want to make them feel bad. And like all of this and the way that she's responding makes me feel like she really cares about him. And so that's why she's entertaining this shit and to begin with. And then he's just totally taken advantage of that by being a, an abusive dick, right? Man, yeah, yeah. Everything about this, run. Anybody who would defend this, run. There's just nothing about this that's an acceptable way to react to your girlfriend. What's so crazy to me, like there's not like any specific incidences ever in here. It's just like a big bunch of like accusations and like expectations like, oh, you can't use the excuse that you're 25. And I'm like, why can't she, Jonah? She is 25. (laughs) If you want to date women who you feel are quote unquote more mature, who understand things socially, then date someone who's more mature and understands quote unquote the social things you're talking about. But the thing is, it wouldn't even matter because a woman who did understand some social aspects wouldn't put up with your crap, quite frankly, right? So like a woman who understood the social dynamic, what was happening between her and then her social circle and then like Jonah's crazy ass response to it wouldn't have put up with this for a second. So while he's trying to act like she's immature, she's not immature. She's immature in the sense that like she doesn't know to stay far away from you because you're out of your fucking mind, right? A mature woman wouldn't entertain this at all. Like, <laughs> So he's wrong, right? The fact that she's 25 is why she's putting up with this at all. <laughs> yeah, clearly as well. When a guy tries to berate you and you're younger than him about your quote immaturity, this is why we're so against age gaps. A much older man starts to berate you about your immaturity. Your response is, first of all, to never date him in the first place. And if you are dating a breakup, but also be like, well, why haven't you dated someone who's older and more mature? And the answer is always because a more mature person wouldn't put up with their shit because they would understand it for what it is. Exactly. So there's another series of screenshots she posts on her Instagram stories about narcissism, about toxic relationships. And here's one I think was pretty poignant. She says like, she says making the person feel like a celebrity, although I feel like I didn't really do that. And it really pissed them off that I treated him like a normal person, even though that's what he said he wanted from everybody. So another one of those guys, it's like, oh, just treat me like a regular guy, but doesn't actually want to be treated like a regular guy. He wants a woman who's going to stroke his clearly extremely fragile ego and she yeah she basically calls him a narcissist and a bunch of different people who study narcissism about some of the behavior here and then she talks about like okay i guess jonah hill just had a daughter and she was like i hope his daughter actually turns him into a real feminist instead of a fake one and she says oh okay here's the heart drop she texts her friend i can't tell you how many times during that relationship i googled if i was a narcissist so if you've ever been in a relationship with a completely toxic individual and then googling am i the narcissist And her friend was like, ha, 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 sorry, same, oh my God, that's so sad for us, fuck. And then Sarah says, yeah, but also I've seen a lot of that as I've been researching it, like it's common for the partner of a narcissistic person to believe they are the narcissist. The narcissist never believes they are the narcissist unless they've been diagnosed by a professional or have really done work to own it. So she's on her level up journey. Yeah, Davo. And this is also why FDS also said, if you have to Google his or your behavior during the course of the relationship, the relationship is probably either toxic or dead because in a healthy relationship, you wouldn't have to resort to Google to try and figure out what's going on. And she writes, looking back, I can see shared bits and pieces with different friends and family members, but never the whole story. Never enough for someone to say this man is a narcissist. He's not changing. You need to make an exit plan. So I've so been there and I just feel for it, man. And the guys I dated weren't celebrities, right? So imagine doing this and the guy that you're dating, you're afraid of to a certain extent because he has this huge public platform. Yeah, exactly. This is why I think she's brave for coming out. People are like, oh, 
you know, why is she coming out now? But, you know, as a woman, when you come forward about abuse, there is never a right time to come out, like, ever. What, do you expect her to do it while she was in a relationship with him? Did you expect her to do it a month ago when he just had a kid? I just feel like I really respect her for coming out at all because, yeah, as, like, mid as he is, Jonah Hill still has a massive platform and she's still being pilloried or attacked. Like, there's nothing in it for her by coming out about this. Here's a Guardian profile on Jonah Hill. He does this weird cycle staring thing at you, warned a colleague who had interviewed Hill a few years ago, an infamously bad-tempered interview he gave to Rolling Stone last year in which he came across as obnoxious and most damningly of all, a fan of the word prideful, compounded this image of Hill as a pain. Even his friends seemed a bit unsure of him. Apatow once described him as an angry nerd when one... (laughs) When one journalist asked Rogan for tips on how to interview Hill, Rogan replied, he is serious, he is, which I'm not. I don't know how to approach him. It's a good question. Was Hill actually kind of a douche? So yeah, so this is like this guy's MO. He's just been kind of a toxic douchebag to people around him for quite some time. So congrats on you six for getting out. And one thing I want to point out that's so good about the situation, this is why we say like, never try to get your bag or get yourself famous through being associated with a celebrity. Because if this celebrity tries to smear you, you don't have your own fan base, your people around you to back you up and support you. And in this case, she actually did because she was semi-famous for being a surfer. So I wouldn't say she's famous, but like she has like a community of people. So like now people can validate that like one, who she really is and that Jonah Hill can't come out and control the entire narrative because she's like basically a nobody. She doesn't have her own platform and support group. Oh, wow. What a skirt. It always bothers me though when, you know, stuff like this about men comes out and you see just the way, you know, men rush to rationalize it. Like, generally speaking, there were some men who said it's not acceptable, but there were just way too many that were saying he did nothing wrong. And and it's like these same men are then going to go on to get into relationships with women as well. And it's just absolutely frightening. This is why I'm so grateful for spaces like FDS, because it does do a number on you as well. Even if you're not substantially younger than your male partner, women have been conditioned into not having any boundaries or standards. And It's almost like a sick joke because if you look at this situation, you know, let's assume that Jonah Hill, you know, what he was asking for were, you know, were boundaries in quotation marks as he liked to call them. You know, men know what a boundary is. They know what a standard is. Because if you look at the scrotiest, you know, men, for example, so in this case, SK and Jonah Hill, they're more than happy to list off the boundaries and standards they have for the women in their life, even if those boundaries and standards are unreasonable. And they'll have, you know, men primarily, but some women defending their right to have those boundaries. But let's say a woman says, I don't want my guy to watch porn or a boundary for me is that he has to have enough to support me financially. And then all hell breaks loose. So we did an episode a few weeks ago on why women should be high maintenance. And this is the reason why, because that you not having boundaries or standards is only going to attract the sort of men that will basically chuck the book at you in terms of their own boundaries and standards, no matter how unreasonable that is. Agreed. So thanks for listening, Queens. Check out our website, thefemaledatingstrategy.com and our Twitter at femdatstrat for as long as Twitter's around, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's up with that site. We don't have a threads yet. 
But I don't know. Check us out on Patreon if you want to support the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy. There's bonus content as well as a Discord you can access. And you can also submit a roast discroat so you can discuss any of your dating questions or issues with us via the Patreon. And then we will read it out loud in an episode and answer your question or roast a shitty scroat in your life. And on Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. Thanks for listening, queens. And for all you scroats out there, don't be a BBB. Bad built bear. Die bad. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.